In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. the paranormal on the internet. 
Well, shucks. Thanks, man. I mean, you know, I don't know. This subject fascinates me, and I, and I love it. And I love reading about it, learning it, because um, there's still so much more to know. You know, it's uh, like I tell people, you know, once you start going down the rabbit hole, you might as well keep going. <laughs> you know, there's no point in going in halfway. So uh, see where it leads and stay open-minded. I mean, that's the cool thing about you. I mean, you know, all through my life I've always done things differently and, and strangely, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> and, you know... You've done it all. I mean, you've written uh, uh, about six trillion books. I mean, you, you know, you're, uh, you've got that thirty odd minute thing going on. You, you know, you've written kids' books. You, you've done a little bit of TV dabbling. I mean, you're you're you know an authority on if if you go look like on Travel Channel or or Sci Fi or anything, they've they've got your ugly mug up there every so often. You know, <laughs> I know, and, I know, yeah, I know. It's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it, it sells commercials, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty amazy. And, and then, you know, everybody thinks, you know, that, that you, you know, you jump in a paranormal and you go and I hunt ghosts and, you know, give me a radio show, give me a TV show. Of course, anybody can have a radio show in like two minutes. I take that back. Uh, just go bog talk and you have it. But, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't want to work for it. And, and you have done that for the years, building uh and building and working and sweating and toiling and spending and yeah. And well, shuck. Thanks. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it doesn't feel like work. I mean, it's stuff I love. I love the subject, and I just want to learn all I can. And 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 like I said, you know, once once you start opening passageways and going in the rabbit hole, you see so many other avenues, and there's so much more to learn and so much more to know. And and the people you meet are just so weird and wonderful, and you know, present company included. Uh, <laughs> you talk, talk about Ian, I'm sure. That's the weird, I know. Yeah. You are the weird, and I'm the wonderful, Ron. Okay, right. there you go. Yeah. You know, sure. there's, there's a lot of great people that that do this, and um, you know, just what a bunch of fabulous, well-meaning lunatics that uh, you know <laughs> that we all are, and 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 I love it. I just I really love the subject, and um, you know, I, I have no plans to stop. I just there's so much more to know, and and I just want to explore that and see where it leads. Because I feel like the more you know, the more you realize that what you don't know. You know, right. um, I thought I had it all figured out like 20 years ago, but then no, it uh, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Now, now I'm like, oh my god, you know, right. I, I know less now than I did then. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing, and you know, I mean, you meet some great people, and uh, you meet some assholes too. Mm-hmm. And ouch, and some guys playing crazy. <laughs> did I say that? I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, hey, I but, thought we were PG here. No. No, I don't think so. I mean, no? just because it's a okay. Texas station, you know, I mean, hey. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it's really a, a cool adventure, and I think it's all about the people. And, you know, I, I kind of have like an unwritten rule that I, if anybody's on TV, I don't usually have them on the radio show. And, and, um, and when you wow. tell me you wrote, you, you know, it's true. Uh, you know, they got plenty of publicity. Why, why do they need a crappy old radio show? You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> I beg but, your pardon? Oh, be quiet. So, anyways, you tell me about this cool book you wrote with this this great guy, and, and that's what you said. And so I'm taking your word for this. And <laughs> he's okay, he is, and he is on TV. Okay. And he is, and I th- think he's probably got the, the most popular show on TV. I mean, I mean, I guess it's all subject to how you balance the budget or uh, balance the figures. But uh, let's bring him on. He is. Uh, oh, I can't say his last name. Nick. Nick, you there? Hey, how's it going, Ron? How's everything? Good, good. Hey, Nick, how are you? Good, how's it going? Very good. 
So, I mean, Jeff Jeff told me that you're like an, a really an all right guy. <laughs> I don't believe anything he says. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I see Zach, you know, and, and Zach's got the hair going, and, and uh, you know, it, it's interesting. And he's a, he's a young, and of course, you're like I'm 150 years old, so I'm, I'm pretty old, so <laughs> I really yeah. can't figure that out. But I mean, according to Jeff, you're like a, a regular guy. No, he's not. No, I, don't listen I, to I, me. I, I'm definitely not a regular guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> And, and, and so it's cool. I mean, how did you hitch up with, with Jeff anyways? I mean, we, we, we can talk about the Ghost Adventures, and we, and we will. But, I mean, how did you hitch up with Jeff to do a book, which is kind of a, a kind of a different thing than doing the, the TV thing, which is the ghost investing thing? You know, a book is like a little bit of a commitment. Absolutely. No, you, you have to be 150% committed uh, to write a good book, you know, and especially when it's a biography, uh, basically depicting your own life. I mean, you have to be definitely open-minded. You have to open yourself up to be completely honest. You can't just go in thinking you're going to write a book and kind of schmo through it. It, uh, you know, you, you have to be uh, honest from the get-go. And, you know, meeting Jeff, I, I've known Jeff for years now. Uh, he, we got him on Ghost Adventures. He's the researcher, writer for uh, Ghost Adventures. So we've been working with him since 2008 from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, you know, we don't live too far apart. You know, he's from Massachusetts. I'm right on the border in New England, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, we're East Coast blood, I guess. We kind of <laughs> connected in that fashion. So we became friends and, you know, I was approached by um, actually an agency to uh, write a book. And probably like a hundred other people out there, you know, on TV or whatnot, they've probably approached so many other people. And, you know, at first I was a little hesitant, to be honest with you. I was like, I was like, wait a second, I'm, I'm 30 years old. What do I have to talk about? I'm, I'm 30 years old. Maybe come back to me when I'm 60 years old and I'll have a whole <laughs> life to tell you about. You know what I mean? Right. It was just, it was one of those things. But, you know, what was interesting is I started, you know, thinking back on my journey, how I started off. I did have a near-life death experience. I actually ripped open my arm when I was about eight years old, almost died. Thank God for my mother. She saw me fall from the tree, rip open uh-huh. my arm on my fence, half uh-huh. inch off and hit my artery, bleeding to death. And, you know, she basically <clears throat> saved my life, to be honest. Um, oh, my God. You know, just interesting concept, you know, that led me into the fashion of my own journey in my life, paranormal. And, you know, I've been fascinated since I was actually a little kid. My grandmother's were heavily involved in in um, uh, talking with me when I was young, growing up about UFOs, paranormal, ghosts, all sorts of stuff. So, wow. you know, I think all this stuff kind of fascinated me, and it became, you know, actually a really interesting story when I sat back rather than just looking at myself in the mirror, talking to myself. <laughs> and, you know, that that's how it was. And I asked Jeff, I approached Jeff, and I just said, Jeff, what do you think about helping me, you know, write this book? Um about my life from point A to point B, how basically I, uh, you know, was raised and how everything got started into my adventurous side of going out and looking for the paranormal and, you know, basically how blood, sweat, and tears, how we got our kind of documentary put onto TV for the world to see. And that's kind of how it came together. And Jeff was gracious enough to um, take a stab at it and basically write it with me. And I really, really appreciate that, to be honest, because... Without him, I don't think the book would have been able to get done. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot harder writing a book. It's a lot harder, Nick, to write in a book than people think, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I know definitely I couldn't have sat down by myself and wrote my own book about my own self. That's really difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult to sit there and listen to your own, you know, self-conscious talk about yourself. So I really needed that extra hand, that extra brain to say, you know what, Nick, you know, that was interesting, but you need to you need to open up a little bit more right there. You got to a little bit more. And that was Jeff. <laughs> he, he was, it he turned was into like, therapy you know, sessions, little, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. We, we would say that often. I'd be like, you know what? This is so funny. I'm like, you know, why take going to see a shrink when I can just talk to Jeff? <laughs> so, I'm like, tell me about your mother, Nick. <laughs> tell me about your dreams. Did you guys find well, that in the course of writing this book that you had a lot of things in common? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, like, really? like both be, being New England guys and both being interested in, in paranormal stuff since being a kid, uh, sure, you know, definitely. And, you know, I, I mean, it, it's about Nick's book, but like he said, it was therapy sessions. We would have conversations. I'd share my stories. I mean, my stories aren't. It's his book, you know. My stories aren't in there, but we just talked through how, how you process uh, stuff that's just so unbelievable, you know. How do you, how do you process seeing a ghost? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a big thing. That's that's not you know um, how do you how do you process um, these events in your life and and like it says right in the beginning you know the, the big game changers in our lives happen in like two seconds they don't happen in hours or days it's, mm-hmm. it's like you know you're in a car accident you you mm-hmm. almost die falling out of a tree you right. lock eyes with a spirit all of a sudden everything you thought you knew just is now like out the window. And and you deal with that, uh, you know. You deal with the, the, that two second event. You deal with it for sometimes the rest of your life, and and it defines who you are and who you're going to be. And and that's really what was uh, just so interesting to explore, you know, especially with, with Nick's story. And I think especially, you know, people know the show Ghost Adventures, and it's, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It's it's a great show. It's really entertaining. But there's so much that goes on behind it, and it was kind of fun to you know explore that too, to to truly really try to show, you know, hey, this is how. It was was born all the way, you know, from Nick's childhood to your TV screen each week. Mm-hmm. Right. You, know, you know, what's the interesting thing is is that, you know, I had started the book and uh, Maureen Wood, who was uh, my partner for many years, uh, also started the book. And it wasn't until uh, we did a presentation to the Romance uh, Writers Association that we actually got together and wrote a book. And both of our books were going nowhere until we sat down and together was able to write it much easier than by ourselves. Uh, and I think it, it's, I mean, I give you all the credit in the world, Jeff, because I know you write a, a ton of books by yourself, but I think it's so much easier if you have someone else uh, to help you with a book. And of course, Robert's book is Ghost Chronicles and uh, Ghost of Day. And, and Nick, what is the name of your book, by the way? Uh, Chasing Spirits, The Building of the Ghost Adventures Crew. Okay, usually we get a, a book before, so I, I, I really didn't have a chance to look at it, so I do apologize for that. But uh, once again, it's, it's it's called what? Chasing Spirits, Chasing Building Spirit. of the Ghost, <laughs> the Ghost Adventures Crew. Okay, I want to get that out there, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Our, our shameless plug for the night. <laughs> hey, no, of course. No. Got to get it in there. Yep. Now, yeah, do, you have, um, do you have your own website, Nick, or do you go through the Ghost Adventures website? No, I actually, I run my own Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the social networking, uh, matrixing stuff these days. Everything's on the internet. It's crazy. So I run my own Facebook page. Um, 
probably the easiest way to do it is either go to my Husay account, which is uh, Husay.com backslash Nick Roth, and all my other social networking sites, uh, the icons are right there. You can go to my Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and so on and so forth. Excellent, because you know people are going to want to see more about you all the time, (laughs) so we'll put it right on our page where they can find you. Well, he's doing awesome. a centerfold next next month, so you'll be able to see a lot more of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> centerfold, yeah, I know that's the next thing. I got to work out more for that. <laughs> so, so uh, Nick, actually, uh, we have uh, some common interests, and, and I'm sure you don't know that, but uh, you did a Ghost Adventure series in Salem at the Salem Witch House, and, and I know you guys went through, and Jeff and the rest of the team went through a lot to get even in there. But uh, Christian Day and uh, Kelly Spangler are both good friends of mine, and, and uh, they they told me a lot of stories about what went on that night. And I was just wondering, what what, what were your thoughts on that night? Was you know working with witches like that and everything? You know, surprisingly, you know, I think when you say witches, everyone's like, oh my god, you know, like thinking the horror movies and stuff. But honestly, Christian Day, like they're both awesome people. They were really, really down to earth, really cool. They were passionate about their beliefs, what they do, and I, I, I like that. No matter what, what it is with anybody, I look at that first, their energy, how they resonate off in, in how you know they are as a person, and I absolutely just thought they were really cool people, and that night was just definitely uh, interesting. You never know what to expect when you go into a location. I'm such a logical thinker. I have to go in and be balanced in, in, in that sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So you go into a location, and, you know, Sometimes stuff is so unexplainable, you just can't wrap your head around. You're like, wow, that was just bizarre. And then sometimes it's like, huh, I can figure that one out. You know, that that unexplainable noise, it's the old house creaking or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with with the devices that we're using, like Spirit Box and whatnot, I mean, we had some really intelligent voices coming through during uh, the, the ritual that they were doing with that human skull that they brought in. And that was... That was something I've never really done before, and I'm open to doing anything to try to capture paranormal to a certain extent. And, you know, looking and locking eyes with this human skull that he was holding up to my face was very bizarre and very just intriguing to learn more and try to engulf into that nature of what's going to happen next. Um, and I think we, you know, we kind of got what we bargained for. I mean, it's definitely a historical landmark in the whole nation, I would imagine, you know, with the witch trials in the house where the judge, you know, tried the girls and all that stuff where he lived, basically. So it was um, it was definitely awesome to do Salem, and I was extremely happy to, to do it because, you know, I live very close by. So it was kind of like, you know, okay. home front in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, you live in the same town. Uh, we actually live in a adjoining town to me, and I, I remember in high school we used to go in there and beat up the kids from uh, where you live. And, oh, yeah. nice! <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, I remember that town. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Ron. But you were thirty at the time, and they were sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want? I mean, my my uh, sure my sh- pants came up to my knees, but that's the way it was back that's then. That's true. Hey, listen, only get into a fight, you know, you can win, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's you. You were out in California, and then you came to New England. So is that a, a big uh, culture shock for you? You know, when I, I actually went to college, UNLV, Las Vegas, um, when I graduated in '99 from um, uh, Pelham High School back here in New Hampshire, I grew up. 
I was born in San Jose, California, one years old. We moved here, Nashua, Salem. Um, I grew up in the surrounding areas and then Pelham and then went to middle okay. school and high school. And then uh, 19 years old, I, I moved to um, uh, Las Vegas. That was absolutely a culture shock, to be honest. I've, oh, yeah. I've been all over uh, the, the world uh, before that. Um, I was on a traveling soccer team uh, right out of high school, and we toured Europe uh, for for 10 days, Amsterdam, UK, all over Germany, Belgium. So, I mean, I, I traveling was kind of in my blood from the get-go. I was on a traveling swimming team when I was mm-hmm. from four years old all the way to 12 years old on, um, you know, a, a full-blown, like, trying to get scholarships and stuff. My sister went on to be a, an amazing swimmer, and she uh, went to U of A for a full scholarship and swimming, missed the Olympics in a half a uh, second in backstroke. So... Uh-huh. You know, it, it, we were kind of in tune to traveling since we were little, but, mm-hmm. you know, nothing nothing compares when you're like, all right, this is it. You're out on your own, <laughs> but you're out on your own in Las Vegas, the, the sin city that, you know, you only look at from movies or headliners, you know, mafia, casinos, this and that. But honestly, <laughs> it, it's actually a really cool town. It's not necessarily everything it's meant you know, made up to be uh, when you're living there, and, and you just, you know, you don't get into all that stuff. Right. Um, so it was it was kind of a culture shock, you know, but um, I, I think it helped me grow up, which was nice and mature, you know. You, you learn really quickly, um, you know, what you're really made of, so it, <laughs> it was fun. Okay. So, I mean, how did you meet Zach? And or is that stealing from the book? Or shouldn't I say that? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Absolutely. It's in a book, but I think everyone knows by now. Um, you know, the thing is, is everyone thinks. You know, when you see us on TV and stuff, everyone thinks, "Oh, these guys were casted for this show. They came out to an audition. They cast it, and they were the goofiest, craziest guys, so they picked them." That's totally <laughs> false. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, is it's a weird coincidence how we all met. We all had a passion for the paranormal in general. I, I did since I was a child. And, you know, I was um, my fiance at the time, was my wife now, Veronica. We were actually taking trips during college break to go up to uh, Virginia City, Nevada, the old haunted mining town up there. So we knew about this haunted mining town. We traveled. We went to Area 51, the borderline, you know, trying to figure it out. We took all these, like, crazy trips because we were just fascinated by the paranormal. And we were getting married. And um, and basically, I met Zach through uh, hiring him as my wedding DJ. <laughs> he, had, he had his own business, <laughs> and uh, he was a su- he was a super cool guy. I mean, we met and uh, we hit it off. And he um, and basically, I hired him to be our DJ, and he was really cool. And we started talking films and this and that. I'm such a film fanatic, um, and I just love movies. So I was all talking about movies and this and that, and he was too. And then. Uh, I knew Aaron through, uh, way before I knew Zach. I knew him through college and stuff. He used to sneak into my, um, he snuck into this class where this producer was talking about movies and stuff. And I, I went to it and I was listening to the producer. And after Aaron and I were the only two standing talking to this producer after when all the kids left. So I'm talking to him. I'm like, I'm trying to do this short film and, and I, I, uh, how do you do it? And I would really love, you know, I'm all like enthusiastic and he turns and he looks at Aaron and Aaron's talking about cameras and this and that. And he tells Aaron, he goes, Aaron, you want to make movies? Nick, you want to do stuff? Aaron, go work with Nick. 
<laughs> so we became friends that way. We started shooting these like these horror slasher, you know, college movies where we had all the cops come flying in, in their cars, and this guy's getting chopped by a butcher oh, knife geez. in the middle of the oh, campus. Right. You know, just just stupid stuff, fun stuff. <laughs> and um, you know, one day, you know, time goes by, and um, I'm sitting there in my apartment, and I'm I'm so fascinated about paranormal. And I I, uh, I call us back, and he t- and I start talking about ghosts, and and um, I basically tell him, let let's get some ge- camera gear, some equipment, and let's hit the roads and go find some haunted locations and see what we can come up with. And that's basically how it started. It basically, Zach told me about the story how he was in Detroit, Michigan, you know, his apartment. He goes through the story about, um, uh, you know, that he talked about in the beginning of our show and all that stuff now and uh, how he had a, you know, he saw full body apparition and all that stuff. And I said, I want to experience that. Let's do it. And (laughs) we basically scooped up no money that we had. (laughs) (laughs) I was I was basically broke, you know, working like Pop USA, this and that, and shooting wedding videos and stuff at the time. You know, you you gotta make ends meet, part of life, right. pay bills, yep. and right. that's right. what I was that's what I was doing. And um, basically, you know, we need that we need somebody else to film on another camera our our um, our adventure. And I said, oh, I got the perfect person, Aaron. So we, we call Aaron. He's like, yeah, I'm down. I don't have a couple of gigs right now. He was doing some camera gigs or whatever. He's like, I'll go with you guys. So That's we, fun. the three of us, jump in uh, Zach's little car. We drive up uh, north of Nevada, and we start hitting all the haunts of my towns, and we start locking down little locations that we can investigate. Like we went to the Castle House in Tunnelpaw, um, Joni's house, and, you know, we talked to her, and we're talking to all these locals, and it's just so raw. It was just so, like, fresh. That's and I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, it's just us three. Let's just make it us three. Zachary and Aaron agree. I go, let's make it raw. What you see is what you get. No BS, no gimmicks. You know, let's film each other. Let's film everything. You know, uh, college paid off. I knew how to hit the red red button on the camcorder. (laughs) 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 So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those things. I was all self-taught. You know, I built my own computer. I know how to edit. So I can, you know, cut in and put little whatever fades and stuff with whatever we come up with and, you know, we started doing that. It was a long process and, um, you know, no money doing all this stuff. And we were just, like, hustling, trying to get in locations, this and that. And I'll tell you what, you know, it was hitting this, hitting this. And not until we got to the Washoe Club in Virginia City, Nevada, is what really, really blew our minds away when we captured a full-body apparition on a stack night vision camera that we set up in this ballroom that basically followed me out on the camera. That. Wow. We didn't realize that at the time until we came home, we reviewed the evidence, and it blew me away. I mean, I remember calling Zach. He rushed over, and we watched it a million times. And <laughs> it, uh, third-party analysis. They video analyzed it. And, you know, well, I, we put I, the, hate to, I hate to stop you, Aaron, but we actually got to take a break. I can hear the uh, hot beats there. So uh, can you hold yeah. on a second? I, I apologize for that. Right. You, are, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick right here on Tojinet Rx Ghost Channel and Beyond. You will be right back after the following messages with Nick and Jeff Belanger. I can't say Nick Crofts. Crofts. Crap. Welcome to Tojinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul-searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our very special guests, Jeff Belanger and Nick Groff. Groff? Groff. Okay, I can say that. Why? Why can't you say that? It's easy enough. I just said it. I'm good now. I'm golden. Oh, goodness. I'll just call him Nick. We'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, I noticed there was a lot of activity in the uh, chat room. You listen to Ghost Chronicles right here on uh, Tojanet, Parax, Ghost Channel Beyond. And uh, did you you catch any questions in there for uh, our guests at all? Uh, I don't. I I did just uh, catch that uh, Nick is hot. Uh, (laughs) But uh, <laughs> I have to say, yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing any specific questions. What, what about Jeff? What, what's he? Dog meat? Oh, I'm sure uh, Jeff has his share of hot comments, too. Uh, I, I, Jeff actually did a, uh, a, a calendar, I understand, for a long Ooh. time ago. Didn't you, Jeff? Oh, gosh, that was years ago. There was, actually, Zach was in that, too. Um, he was? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, years funny. ago. We needed the money. This was years ago. Yeah, no, they're just like, yeah, like, guys of the paranormal calendar. It was very funny. Like, they just said, hey, can we do it? It's for charity. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, and, and that's that's the beginning, middle, and end of that story. <laughs> okay. Do you, want to, do you want to take a call or, or not? Okay. Uh, it, sure, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll take a call, I guess. So, uh, there you go. Anna. Hello. You're on. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hey, Nick. Hey, Jeff. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. You guys are so awesome at what you guys do. I watch you guys every Friday night. And I was just sitting here on my laptop, and I seen on Facebook that you were going to be on the show tonight. And I think, well, I'm going to check in on these guys. So I'm very looking forward to reading your book. I just wanted to let you know that you, Zach, and Aaron are, like, a very big inspirational to me. Um, I could definitely relate to everything that you guys go through, but I also got a few questions for you guys. Um, when y'all guys were here in the moon brewery where you had like a experience, um, did it actually end up affecting you in a way or did it follow you home? I was just kind of curious to want to know that, Nick. Did you okay. the moon river brewery company? Yes. Okay. Yeah, in Savannah, right. Georgia. Yep. Anna, we're, we're going to let you go in and, uh, Nick will answer that. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Yep, bye. All right, Nick. Thanks, Anna. Uh, yeah, Moonbury Brewery Company in Savannah, Georgia. That was, uh, we talked about that a little bit in the book. Jeff and I, um, we spoke about that heavily for long hours, I, I remember. And, you know, it was one location that actually um, opened up my mind to dark, darker energies that we're dealing with at different locations, and I didn't have a full understanding. I was still fresh into the paranormal investigating. And, you know, when, when you talk about, like, 
people being possessed and this and that, you know, I was always like, ah, that's never going to happen to me. You know, you see this on movies and whatnot, but I'll tell you what, when, when we had that, when we uh, were doing the river, river, river brewery company, this dark energy just came over me like a, a tornado and it basically just blacked me out and I lost all sense of my own consciousness. Like I was fighting this good versus evil battle in my own self, in my own body. And I just remember blacking out and just hearing this voice in my head saying, kill him, kill him, kill him. And during this act, during this part that was happening, um, we were actually capturing, capturing some crazy evidence, too, at the same time uh, with this dark shadow figure lifting off my body and uh, an EVP. And I just, I just hated watching that raw footage during that experience. But when I left, it took a little while. I was, I was really drained. Um, it took me a little bit to shake that just kind of dark impression of that energy off of me. Uh, but after that, I was very, very cautious to, you know, going – you know, full throttle into locations and just conjuring up, you know, dark en- entities. I'm more mm-hmm. cautious now. Oh, that's it. So you learned something. Oh, we have I did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The the interesting thing is that I work with the trans medium, which is, you know, basically the Whoopi Goldberg character and uh, uh, ghost. And that's when the spirit actually goes into the body. And, you know, for a guy that, you know, I have a degree in environmental science, didn't really believe in the paranormal a lot. Uh, I, you know, I am convinced that she is the real deal. I mean, she's tossed me across the room before and uh, dislocated my finger. And, you know, she's not that tough, to be honest with you. But when the spirit's <laughs> in her, she's uh, she's got a lot more energy. So I, I understand the dark side a little bit in, in all my investigating. And until you experience it, you know, you really... I think it really changed your life because you go along, you think like a kid, you're like you're Superman, and then you realize, you know what, there's something else out out there that isn't all uh, sugar and cream. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, It's a a funny thing, you know, these, um, you know, I tell people that that do this, you you know, the more you you put yourself in these situations, the more you open up. I mean, it's, it's going to affect you. You know, it just is. There's, there's no way around it. And, uh, and and I think you sometimes need a wake-up call like what Nick went through uh, just to kind of remind you, like, okay, you know, you got to center yourself after. you got to prepare before you go in. Um, it's it's not always just fun and games. Right. I have, I have some more questions from the chat room. Now all of a sudden they're fast and furious. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a go. question for Jeff. Uh, what uh, is the process for scouting locations? And has there ever been a place that you wanted to go but you were denied? <laughs> uh, the process is, I mean, it, it's never-ending. You know, um, sometimes the guys will send something in, you know, Zach or Nick or Aaron, and then, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, other times we're just sort of always searching for places that are that are innovative and different. You know, we can't just do all hospitals. We can't just do all prisons, you know. Um, so we're just always looking for interesting stories and 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 places to investigate. And so we're just always throwing them on the table. They get passed around through emails, and then, you know, uh, Zach and Nick will, will, will pick one, the producers, the network, everybody kind of weighs in. It's a huge process. And then once we pick it, then it's a matter of, um, uh, you know, finding the people that have had experiences to come on camera and share their story, getting the history, uh, and giving giving the guys all that. So when they get there, you know, there's a, there's a plan. They know what happened where. They know who to talk to. So when they go into their lockdown, I mean, they, they're, as, they're as prepped as they possibly can be. Uh, and then from there, whatever happens, happens. So it's, um, it's, it's just a never-ending process all the time, always looking for, for the next great location. Mm-hmm. So 
so, so you have Nick, let me ask you about that, uh, the lockdown. I mean, that was kind of, I think, a ghost adventure thing. You know, there was a lot of ghost shows uh, that were out there, and they never had this lockdown concept. I mean, how did you guys come up with that? It was basically just what it is, locking ourselves in from dusk till dawn. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't for the dramatic effect. I mean, that's not necessarily what we were going for. It was more or less, you know, to make sure nobody comes in and can mess with us, contaminate our evidence, or, you know, just nonchalantly come in the location. We wanted to guard it. You know, we take our stuff very seriously, and we wanted to go full extent to making sure that, uh, you know, Basically, uh, nobody's in there. We know that in our heads that, you know, the doors are locked. It's boarded up. We have patrol people, you know, managers out front. And uh, if something happens, like we see somebody who is so realistic that isn't supposed to be there, and we can say to ourselves, well, this place is securely fastened, you know, what was that that we just experienced, that we just saw? So that was the main purpose of um, doing it that way. I mean, let, me add, let me add one other okay. part to that. That yep. uh, you know, one of the things that um, I, I, I really like about Ghost Adventures is that you know you watch some other paranormal shows, and, and it, all of them. I'm not naming any names at all, but you and you got a guy who's like up in an attic, right? And he's like, I'm up here, I'm completely alone, I'm really scared, and I'm going, Who's holding the camera? Probably, <laughs> you, got a, you got a sound guy, a producer, a camera operator. Yep. You know, it's probably crowded up there. You know, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, I know you're asking people to to spend disbelief. These guys are the crew, you know. This, exactly. These guys are, are holding the camera. They're pointing the camera where they're looking. So, you know, uh, on other shows, it's, you know, the, the, the on-screen people are like, oh, what's that over there? And the camera stays right on them to catch their reaction. <laughs> and everybody at home is going, show me what's over there, you know. Point the <laughs> camera. I want to see. And, and I just like that these guys, honestly, there's places. Um, oh, I didn't, didn't answer the other part of your question. There's places we haven't gone to because, one, they wanted to be with the crew at all times. So, like, well, this is an old building, and so we would have to be with you guys during the whole investigation. And, and like Nick said, they would just contaminate things. Who can be silent for eight hours, ten hours? You Not know? Me. Yeah, yeah, Ron, you can't be silent for eight seconds. Yeah. No. no. You're, you're, you know, no. and so, um, so that sometimes made it so, we, you know, we, we didn't go to some of those places um, just because they, they couldn't, you know, let the guys in, you know, completely alone. And that's, that's how you can only be sure if you have the right evidence is if you know the, the building's secure. If you're like, it's only the three of us and this is a female voice on the EVP, you know, and, and there's no women in the building. So, you know, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so you know, Jeff, Jeff is actually, uh, like, completely right. I mean, we, we worked really, really hard to maintain that raw uh, ability with, with the three of us. I mean, that was one thing Zach and I fought for for a long time uh, together is we wanted it to be the three of us. We don't want any big camera crews. Like, who, who goes out there in the paranormal field right now and has a huge, par- like, following of a production crew, sound guys, you know, <laughs> camera operators, producers. I know who, who does it? Who does For real, who does that, though? <laughs> like, that's not real. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, right. we're, we're doing it how you really would do it. Like, if you were to go out tomorrow wrong with a couple of your buddies, are you going to have a big camera crew following you around? I don't think so. You're going to go out <laughs> and film what, you, what you're going to see. So right. that, that was the main thing. We want, we want it to feel like you're right there with us. And to really do that, that's the really way to do it. You know, it's be genuine. Um, 
the interesting thing, Nick, Nick, that you brought up about the lockdown, you know, I always thought it was for the dramatic effect, but we, when you say, and you know that you're the only ones in the building, that's, that's really important because, I mean, many times I'll get photographs, and, and I, I, wanna, I use my presentations all the time, and there'll be like a woman and be a little girl, and she says, I captured this picture, can't you see the ghost? And I'm saying, no, I don't see any ghost. And they, and they said, well, the little girl, she wasn't there. But the, the interesting thing is the little girl, what if that was a true apparition? You know, to me, it looked real. But, uh, you know, what if it really was the no little girl there and it was a, the perfect, you know, proof of the paranormal and apparition that wasn't there? You guys would capture it because you know that there is nobody else there. Right. Yep. So that that is awesome. I didn't. I never really looked at it that way, and I think that's well. Uh, now you know, and you don't have to be I, so I snarky against TV people, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, let's not go about that. And I mean, I I I completely understand that concept because I mean, I just did my little teeny weeny public access show, um, you know, for my team. And I mean, we no matter where we went, it was bare bones, you know. And everybody's going, "Can I come? Can I come? Can I come?" And I'm like, "No." Okay, we have five team members, and that's it. And I have the camera, and, you know, someone else has got, you know, the EMF and whatever, and that's how you do it. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it's, it's not a huge group exercise, you know. Right. Um, it's you just, go it's, in with 15 people. Yeah, it's really hard to control the environment. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, honestly, and even before Ghost Adventures, I've always said, I think three's a good number. You know, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's because if you're, if you're alone, uh, you know, and I've done stuff alone, and I know people advise against that, and there's good reason. You know, if you get hurt, who's going to carry you out? You know, um, uh, but also, too, if you see something, you know, are you overtired? Are you, is it just your imagination? If there's two other people standing there with you or, you know, or if you've got your camera, then you can verify. You can say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling that too. I'm smelling that too. I'm seeing that too. And, um, you know, and with three, you can get, you can pretty much get three people to shut up for a few minutes. You know? <laughs> Unless it's me, of course. Unless Ron's there. Unless it's Ron. I am being bombarded with questions in the chat room about right, the Houghton Mansion. Oh, 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 that's my, my love. You know that. I just got back from there uh, this past weekend. So, yes. but, I, I, Nick, I saw your show. That was the first show I ever watched from you guys. It was awesome. The, I, I, it was good. Anyways, go ahead. What's the question? The, the, the question, I have a question from Mike BPRS uh, for Nick. And his question is, if you felt anything unusual in Mr. Witter's room, uh, because he's had an, uh, a presence push him aside and walk into the room there a few years ago. If I had any experiences with Mr. Withers in that room, um, yes. Wow, that was a, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was like season I, I, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that was a great location. Uh, everybody there was really cool. Uh, all the Masons, they they were super helpful, super cool. Um, definitely an interesting location. I didn't, you know, we spread up for a little bit during that time. I remember Zach going in the basement, um, Aaron and I went upstairs, and then we kind of separated for a little bit. Uh, there was even this, like, weird chair that I sat in in the attic for a while. That was kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, but I didn't feel any, like, you know, physical presence like that where I'm being shoved aside. Um, that was me, you know. I mean, it's in this. You know, I, I could go in there tomorrow maybe, or this week or whatever, and maybe I could feel that. I, I just didn't feel it during the time that we were investigating the location. Mm-hmm. And so let me, let me throw that back. We're building on that is that how, how do you find, for instance, like 
is there a difference where a place has been, you know, really turned into a, a paranormal uh, sightseeing thing? Like, for instance, the Eastern State or, or Waverly. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paranormal investigators go through those. Is there a different yeah. feeling in those places than, than a place that you go in and, and you're one of the first to go in? Is there, is there a different feeling? Uh, for me personally, I would... Yeah, for you. Uh, what? I'm sorry? For you, yes. Yeah, for me personally, I would say, you know, I go in with not high expectations, to be honest, completely honest. You know, I, you know, like places like you were saying, Eastern State or some of these like, you know, built up locations off of having ghost hunts and whatnot all there all the time and talking about the ghosts and this and that and having tours. You know, I go in saying, okay, you know, it is what it is. Cool. If stuff happens, you know, then cool. <laughs> but if nothing happens, I'm not expecting it. So, you know, I kind of take that approach because, you know, that's the worst thing I want to do is hear all the stories and hype it up and go in and go, wow, this is, you know, this is here because of the ghost. Uh, you know, it's a historical landmark, especially Eastern State Penitentiary, um, for using that as an example. And, you know, all the history, Al Capone stayed in the jail cell for a time being and so on and so forth. But, you know, the hospital part of that was abandoned for a long time, and that was off limits to people walking through it. And we actually had the opportunity to go through it, which actually did have some activity. That surprised me. Um, most of the other parts of it definitely didn't scare me. I, I felt just chill the whole time. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Um you know, uh, you'll have locations like that, and then you'll have off the beaten path in the back town of some place where they try keeping this mental hospital hush hush for years, but we got access to it, and it is off the hook. Like the energy is just crazy. You feel it, you see things, you hear things, you capture stuff, and you're blown away. You know what I mean? So it's just you never know. Every location has something different to offer. Um, and that's kind of how I, I've learned it over the years. I've doing, you know, hundreds of locations. So it's All right. The, uh, the Houghton Mansion or Houghton Mansion, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, we were the first to investigate it many, many, many years ago. And the energy there was totally different than, uh, for instance, last weekend I was there. And it, it, it's, it's totally different. Do you think that, you know, because uh, there are so many paranormal investigators gators going into it that, that it does change. Maybe new entities are coming in, new spirits. Uh, uh, and Jeff, what about? I mean, you. I mean, you. You've done the, the research in these places. Do you find that as well, or that, that it changes over time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course it does. And not only that, there's um, you know, the, there's the, the human element where. Um, you, you know, I, I remember this example years ago. The show Ghost Hunters filmed at. I heard of them. <laughs> they filmed at um, Slater Mill in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and they talked about seeing the ghost of a little girl, right? And the funny thing was that ghost had never, ever been reported there before. And, you know, Keith and Carl Johnson, who are tour guides there and also used to be on Ghost Hunters years ago, uh, yeah, they make a point of saying that ghost was never, ever mentioned before that investigation, and now people see her all the time. And so is it psychosomatic? Is it just, you know, truly they picked up on something that people had missed for the last, you know, 100 years? You know, I, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows? And every night is different. You know, maybe maybe some nights on an investigation, anybody, you know, not just for TV, but anybody is is picking up on something that just followed them in right. and, is, and is there that night and will never be there again. 
you know, um, you just don't know what you're going to get. Like I said, when you open yourself up to this and when you're going into these places, you have no idea, you know, what, what Pandora's box you're opening, you know, what, <laughs> what's going to come out. Um, so, so it's really interesting, though. But once something happens, people start looking for that thing. And then, you know, it, it kind of builds from there. And some people just want it so bad that they invent it in their head after. And other people, so I don't you know. know if it's invented or, or yeah. it's just imagined. I mean, or, or I mean just, it's yeah. created. Created yeah, in their head, yeah. Right, right, right. You know, some people. I'm not, I mean, not all by any means. Right. But I'm just saying for some people, it's just, oh, I want to see the ghost of the little girl so bad that they, they just wish it into existence right. for themselves. Um, the, so, the, yeah. There was actually a haunted house experiment, and I believe it was Canada, right? There was a house that was no haunted. It wasn't haunted at all. They created a backstory and yeah. started bringing people in, and then by the time it was over, the house was haunted. Yeah, a thought form, a tulpa. I mean, this is not a new idea. This goes back thousands of years, the idea that we can create something into reality. And we do that all the time. We do that in our everyday lives. And and uh, and so, yeah, I, believe me, every part of this fascinates me. It's just, um, you know, it, and that's that's included, just the, how the legend changes and evolves once a place gets well-known. But that's the thing. That's always the holy grail for, for investigators, right? You want to be the first in. You want Absolutely. To, yeah, you want to document those places, um, you know, but you want to be the first ones because you know once it gets to be well known you know it's it's going to change it's going to evolve and you know who knows where it goes from there mm-hmm. so uh, I, do believe, a, I, I, I do believe ron too like what you were saying about the atmosphere of the energy changing mm-hmm. um you know i do believe that you know everybody's made up of energy i mean that right. that's a that's a kind of fact we're living in this body this body's going to die someday this energy you know it lives on, we imagine. I mean, there's so many theories revolving around this. And I think that, you know, when you have a lot of foot traffic, a lot of energy walking through locations in depth into the paranormal with gear and all this stuff with futuristic stuff that we never thought years ago we would have. And they're doing all these experiments and they're, you know, they're resonating their energy off into this environment at this one location. I think it's like almost like a car battery trying to jumpstart another car. That's it. You know, I think it does. In, in, um, enhance the energy at different locations. And you have this ongoing process where energy just keeps getting more immense and immense, where, you know, at one point that a uh, location could heavily have more uh, percentage of energy off of uh, people actually diving into these places. So it's yeah, really that interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, you know, we do use mediums and different methods of uh, spirit communication, but. Uh, there are times we'll go in a location and we'll make contact with the spirit, and the spirit will have nothing to do with location, nothing to do with the people involved in it. They're, they're what I call street ghosts, and those are just spirits that are curious of what's going on. They've come in, or they realize someone's trying to contact the other side, and they want to be heard. Uh, have you run into that same thing? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I really agree. I mean, I've had... Um I do think that spirits can uh, travel. I do think, you know, they're not necessarily all stuck at locations. I think they drift, they go, they go wherever that next place is, and some come back. And I do think some linger for certain reasons. Uh, like, we notice that angry spirits, like, you know, we're at prisons or mental hospitals or whatnot, where you have, you have good and bad people in this world. Good and bad people are going to die. You know, the bad people, like murderers and so on and so forth, I think their energies, they linger for a certain reason, and this is what we're finding out and why they're more, um, you know, why we go to darker locations because we get more activity and they're more aggressive is, um, 
you know, you go into a prison cell and I think this energy is just kind of lashing out at us. And I, I, I do agree on that sense that, you know, that these energies can uh, travel and um, and basically they can move around. And uh, we've had that happen to us where it just doesn't make sense, you know, some of the questions right. that are uh, we're asking and then they answer back is just off the hook. Or we'll just get some random thing happen to us and be like, what the heck was that? <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's interesting. You know, the paranormal field is such an interesting thing. Nobody knows everything about the paranormal, and that's why it makes it, it, makes it so intriguing, especially for myself. Um, until the day we sit down on, like, a huge, you know, talk show, <laughs> and we sit down with this, this spirit where everybody can see the spirit and ask that spirit questions instead of asking me questions, then I think we'll have some answers, you know? But until then, you know, I think we'll figure everything out when we get to the other side, when we pass on and finally realize, um, and I hope, you know, we, we all hope this is what happens, but I think we're getting closer and closer with some of these answers every day as we're doing this. Do you wonder if you get to, when you get to the other side, you're going to, you're going to say, look at those silly people. What are they doing? I hope I don't get to the other side, you know, because we go to pretty, uh, some pretty sinister locations where yeah, that's what I was just thinking, ghost, you know? ghost bats, <laughs> ghost bats and ghost chains waiting to kick our butts, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've always said that, that if, if there's a post office on the other side, I think my picture's hanging in it, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not anxious to go over there to get, you know, uh, especially, you know, Zach, he, he kind of irritates him once in a while, so, I mean, uh, you know, they might be waiting for him and say, like, okay, pal, when you come over here, we're waiting for you. <laughs> so we anyway, have Nick. Do we have time oh, for another question? Sure, we'll take that. And then okay. I have to ask one more quick question. Stephen Scott from uh, Scotland uh, yeah. would like to know, oh, and hey, shout out to Kelly Spangwish, who's in the chat room. Hey, Kelly. Okay. Uh, um, hey, what do the guys think about the theory that the apparent haunting only really occurs, um, you know, when there's a human presence? Like you need well, a human a cool witness. One. That's yeah. a cool one. That's yeah. Kind of what? Like there's no ghost without people. Done. Period. <laughs> Do we really know that? Do we really know that? I mean, it's it's, a, it's an egocentric view of the world, but I mean, and by people, that could also mean like leaving a camera up. You still have a human witness at some point in the equation. Um, you know, if the ghost is there or not there, when there's no human to observe it, it's irrelevant. I mean, this is a philosophical question. It's the same thing if a tree falls in the woods and no one's right. there to hear it. Right. Does exactly it make a sound? The answer is yes and no. You know. Right. Someone's oh, in the door. Pizza from the dead. Yeah, pizza. That was the ghost, ghost door. <laughs> which, which means we've got to uh, wrap it up. But I, I just one quick question for you, Nick. Uh, and you know, you use, you guys are great because you get a huge budget, I'm sure, and you get to have all kinds of cool pieces of equipment. I mean, what did you like? What piece of equipment do you like the best that that you really like using more than any of them? I like the one that costs the cheapest. The digital recorder that you can go out to a Walmart store and pick up that has white noise within it. And, uh, you know, I, I like that. I, I've learned over the years certain tools people will understand works good for certain people. You know, everybody has kind of like a gift. You have to, you have to realize why you're doing this paranormal investigating. And I realized really quickly that the digital recorder is great with me. I know how to communicate with spirits when I'm at locations, and they talk back to me. I mean, they... I've had a recorder where I've been in a completely quiet room of this location named the Washoe Club, Virginia City, Nevada, 
and I, mm-hmm. I played it back right on the spot, and you hear clearly this voice says, Nick Groff. All right. And I said my, wow. and I said my last name right, too, on the Oh, it wasn't me. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm saying to myself, that's what blows my mind away. How can a spirit say my name? How does a spirit, can it, it, it hears me? Like, how is that possible? You know what I mean? It's just, it's mind-blowing that you can capture your own voice by some unexplainable voice on a recorder. And that's, you know, that's what I like to use, the digital recorder. Yeah, it happens go. all the time to the guy that does our EVPs, Mike Markowitz. Yeah. It gets so anyway, all we, the time. we're just about out of time, guys, so I just want to wrap it up. I, I do want to uh, thank uh, Nick Groff. Well done, Ron. There you go. Uh, uh, hey, happy dance here uh, for coming on the show, and, and it's really interesting to talk with you. And um, Jeff was right. You're an all right guy. Yeah, come on. You know, I couldn't you I couldn't work on his book if if he wasn't. Honestly, okay. Chasing Spirits is a great story and people who are into the paranormal or into ghost adventures really should check it out cuz it's a it's the story behind the story. Right. And uh Jeff Belanger, thank you so much. And, and we do so want to announce one thing, Jeff, that we are doing Odd Fest on when? Odd Fest. We're going to do it on December 8th uh in Bellingham. Go to 30oddminutes.com and you'll you'll see a link to Odd Fest. It's to benefit Toys for Tots. You can get in by bringing a new unwrapped toy. Excellent. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you guys. Thank you so much and uh, have you. a good night. Good night and Thanks good luck everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye guys. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go on.